Back in now behind the net. Frozen up coming out of the trapezoid, and that is going to do it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Ottawa. The Capitals with a six-goal outburst, including four in the first period. They take down the Senators by a 6-3 to final. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals blast the Senators for a much-needed win. Connor McMichael on his night and a critical two points earned. And Steve Wino from the Associated Press is here to discuss the Eastern Conference playoff chase. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, February 27th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Good morning from Detroit. On the strength of a four-goal first period last night, the Capitals at home against the Ottawa Senators powered their way to a 6-3 win that kept playoff hopes alive with a titanic tilt set for tonight here in Detroit against the Red Wings. It didn't take long for Alexei Protus to take center stage last night, taking a pass from Anthony Mantha and dancing across the top of the goal crease, finessing a shot past Ottawa goaltender Anton Forsberg. It was the fifth goal of Protus's season. It came 6.30 into the first period, and the Capitals had a 1-0 lead. Exactly two minutes later, on a power play, Dylan Strom won a faceoff directly back to John Carlson, who one-timed a shot past Forsberg to give the Caps a 2-0 lead. Ottawa would rally on two goals just two and a half minutes apart from Drake Batherson and Shane Pinto, but Washington would restore order and a two-goal advantage before first intermission with goals from Max Pacioretty and Beck Malenstein. The Caps led 4-2 after one. Into the second, the Sens would close to within one on the 26th goal of the season for Brady Kachuk. But two goals from Hendricks LaPierre, just recalled from Hershey on Friday, rounded out the scoring. No goals on either side in the third period, Washington winning by a 6-3 final. Connor McMichael picked up his fifth multi-point game last night. After the game, he joined us on Caps Radio 24-7 and the Caps Radio Network to talk about it. Connor McMichael standing by with us. Connor, thanks for joining us. A two-assist game for you here tonight. What a big night for you guys to be able to put six on the board. You needed this one tonight, and boy, you got it. Yeah, we talked about the the next 48 hours this morning, that they're they're two huge games for us. So I thought tonight was a, a good start to the back-to-back, and we're going to look to keep it rolling in, in Detroit tomorrow. You had a front-row seat to the job that Alexei Protus did in this one tonight. Number one star of the game. He was distributing the puck. I thought from up here as good as we've seen him all year. What did you think? Yeah, for sure. Pro was uh, winning puck battles all night. He's, I think uh, his biggest attribute is finding guys around the ice, and uh, he honestly should have had a couple more assists tonight. When when Pro's going, I think our line's going, so he did a hell of a job. How about Hendricks LaPierre coming up from Hershey, getting back in the lineup? He didn't have a ton of ice time, but he certainly made the most of it tonight. Yeah, that's what our team needs right now. we got some guys going down with injuries or whatever it may be, and, and Lappy stepped in and did an unreal job, and I also thought Dubé stepped in as well. He's been huge since he came up here, and he's making a lot of good plays, and him and Lappy were great. It's one win, but it's one that you need. And now going to Detroit, obviously the game against the Red Wings. Tom Wilson said it with us on Saturday after the game. The Ottawa game's the biggest game of the year, and then the Detroit game's the biggest game of the year. How big is this one for you guys tomorrow to be able to show Detroit you can try and catch them here? Yeah, tonight was a a good game for our group, but 
I guess like Willie touched on there, each game that comes up is the biggest game of the year. So we're going to have to put this one behind us quick and focus on Detroit tomorrow, who's playing really good hockey lately and who's got really good offensive skills. So it's going to be a good test for us tomorrow, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Well, we appreciate the time, Connor. We'll see you on the plane, and uh, congrats on a big win here tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks. With the win, the Capitals are now 4-0-1 in their last five and have earned at least one point in seven of eight, dating back to February 10th. The three-point game for Protus was the second of his career. The other was back on November 18th at home against Columbus. LaPierre's two-goal game was the first of his NHL career, and it was the second career multi-point game for Beck Malenstein, who picked up two assists previously December 10th in a game at Chicago. Pacioretty's goal in the first period was the second of the season and his first in 18 games, the other one January 11th against Seattle. The Capitals waking up here in the Motor City this morning in ninth place in the East, 63 points, one ahead now of New Jersey and the New York Islanders. The Isles won last night in overtime in Dallas by a 3-2 final. Washington trails second wildcard holder Tampa Bay by six points, but the Caps also have three games in hand on the Lightning. Detroit holding the first wildcard spot with 70 points. The Caps do have one game in hand on the winged wheel, making tonight's game critical in the push for the playoffs. But perhaps there is a different path Spencer Carberry's team should be thinking about. With a win last night, the Caps also wake up here in Motown in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division, just four points back now of the third-place Philadelphia Flyers with two games in hand. Oh, by the way, Philadelphia at Capital One Arena on Friday night. For more this morning on the Eastern Conference race, here's Ben Raby with Steve Wino from the Associated Press. We'll lead you off the bat, Wino, looking at the Eastern Conference wildcard race here to begin the week. The Capitals with some ground to make up, be it the wildcard route, be it third place Philadelphia in the Metropolitan Division. Which route do you think is maybe more attainable? Work to be made up in both instances, but wildcard Tampa, Detroit, third place Philadelphia and New Jersey to deal with as well here. Ben, I might have had answered this differently two weeks ago, but I think it's the Philadelphia Flyers now, third place in the Metropolitan Division, because even though the Capitals have the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins in that race, it looks like the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Detroit Red Wings have gotten their stuff, their act together, and these are teams kind of built to make it into the playoffs. The Flyers, probably a year ahead of schedule, maybe two years ahead of schedule, uh, with John Tortorella and the coaching job he's done there. Carter Hart obviously out facing the, the charge in London, Ontario, and, and this team kind of without the, the elite talent trying to hold on on to third place in the Metropolitan Division. I think among those three spots, that's the most likely for the Capitals to shoot for. Yeah, what a difference a weekend even makes. Tampa Bay goes two for two Saturday, Sunday. The Flyers conversely 0 for two losses to the Rangers and the Penguins. Does this maybe change even Danny Briere's mentality? They have decisions to make as far as the trade deadline. It's admirable what the Flyers have been able to do this year from afar. They're clinging on to a playoff position. Where do you think they stand, just hypothetically here, with the deadline less than two weeks away now? Well, whether it's Brian McClellan or Danny Breer or some other GMs around the league, there are a lot of guys with some decisions to make about whether a team deserves a chance to make a push for the playoffs or try to show it can win in the playoffs or looking toward the future. And I think Danny Breer's situation in Philadelphia is one of the, the more clearer of those situations in that this is a team not expected to win right now, and they have several pending uh, unrestricted free agents in Mark Stahl, Nick Steeler, 
Sean Walker, guys who can fetch high trade values to where he could look at it kind of like Brian McClellan did a year ago and say, look, this isn't it. This isn't the year for this team. And if things start to slip further and further from the Flyers' grasp before the deadline, they could become more true sellers than we maybe thought a month ago. I want to ask you about the Detroit Red Wings. Patrick Kane signs with them earlier this season. A few antennas went up maybe as far as, oh, is he really going to a legit contender? Where are they in terms of you know, being able to make the playoffs and maybe make a run? Seems to be working out just fine for Patrick Kane and the Red Wings. We're going to see them coming up here this week. The Capitals will. What do you make of a Red Wings team, which also seemingly not going away? What has allowed them to have some staying power here? You know what? A little bit of, of, of everything, really. Patrick Kane comes in and scores a game winner in Chicago. The, the showtime flair for the dramatic, of course, from Patrick Kane. But you look at a trade that Steve Eisenman made last summer and getting Alex Dabrinkit from, from these Ottawa Senators and what he has done scoring. I think he leads them in fighting, in fights, too, this year. And, and what Alex Dabrinkit has done. And I think it's a very weird roster of kind of pieces put together. But Derek Lalonde has done a good job of getting them playing cohesive a little bit more. They're scoring scoring a bunch of goals. They're, they're scoring timely goals. I, I still think for a, a long time this season, I thought the Red Wings were smoke and mirrors, that they would fall apart. But you throw a Patrick Kane in there, a, a 36-year-old veteran guy who's been there before, it almost might have been the spark Detroit needed to actually stay in the race. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, a good weekend. They beat the Islanders and they beat the Devils. So now a seven-point lead on New Jersey for that second wild card spot. See them with staying power? I, I, I do. And, 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 and that's because of, of what they've been before, right? This is a team that has been in the playoffs, has won a Stanley Cup, has got a great a, a goaltender in Andre Vasilevsky who has won, been a Vezina Trophy winner and done everything. They're the team that maybe has the least depth of, of kind of all the teams we're talking about around. right now, just from the salary cap sort of situation they face. But you look at a guy like Brandon Hagel in the season he's having, 52 even strength points. Nikita Kucherov obviously leads the league in scoring. This is a team that, even with Mikhail Sergachev out of the lineup after the broken leg, this is a team that, that really has a chance to stick there because they know how to be in a playoff race, unlike, say, the Philadelphia Flyers. Finally, Wino, the team that intrigues me the most from afar, you could say, New Jersey Devils, just because we don't know what they are. You talk about smoke and mirrors. New Jersey Devils should be, you would think, based on the track record, what they showed last year, the foundation being laid. They're thin defensively. They're thin in goal. They're heading to California now, some auto-win games, as we like to say. Are they a threat here between the Capitals and the teams they're chasing? What do you make in New Jersey? They're only a threat if they get a goaltender, and, and, and they, the Devils need a save. They need to stop the puck. This is a team that's not very good at defending, and the goaltending's been junk. Uh, Vitek Vanacek injured now, our old friend, uh, but they have not been able to get the saves, the stops, the defending they needed, and it might wind up costing Lenny Ruff his job by the end of the season, but if, if Tom Fitzgerald goes out and gets a goaltender, whether it's Jacob Markstrom or John Gibson, even a Jake Allen, to stabilize that position, there's enough talent on that team that if they, they get Dougie Hamilton back before the end of the year, if they wind up getting some of their sort of roster healthy, they can score a million goals, and if you can get a save every once in a while, yeah, they're absolutely more a realistic threat, I think, than Patrick Waz Islanders or the Pittsburgh Penguins. Every point matters, especially for Washington. Thanks to Steve Wino for joining Ben here this morning as the Caps continue to pursue a playoff spot with 25 games left in the regular season. It's the Capitals and the Detroit Red Wings tonight at 7 Eastern, 645 airtime on 1067 The Fan and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7, heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.